Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk to you about the problem of copy fitting, the copy fitting problem. And if you've been a copywriter for any length of time, you've run into this. You might have called it something else except copy fitting, but you've run into this. And the short version of this problem is this, is that when you've written some copy, but you need to make it fit into a restricted space, you have too many words, your copy is too long. How do you cut it back, especially if your copy is brilliant as is? You know, for those of you who write a lot of online copy, you may not run into this as often. But if you're writing certain types of content and certainly print communications and ads, you're going to run into this quite a bit. And it is more of a problem than you might think it is. Let me give you a quick story to illustrate this. I remember many, many years ago, I was hired to write a direct mail sales letter for a company. And I loved writing direct mail sales letters, and uh, I'm always very enthusiastic about these types of projects. So I jumped right in, and I wrote what I thought was a brilliant sales letter. I mean, this, this thing was fantastic. I really loved it, and very proud of it. And I submitted it to the client, and they called me back. They said, Steve, this is a great letter. This is wonderful. There's just one problem. And I said, whoa, what's that? And I was expecting them to say something like, well, you have a fact wrong, or we want to highlight this benefit more than that benefit, or something like that. Instead, they said, we need it to fit on two pages, and your sales letter is four pages. You've written us basically a four-page sales letter. And at the time, I didn't know that would be a problem. I assume, because back then, a lot of sales letters were four pages in B2B. Uh, These days, the standard is two pages. But back then, four pages was a certainly, uh, I wouldn't say a standard, but not unusual. And they said they just budgeted the project in such a way that they don't have a budget for printing a second letter because a second, a second page of that letter, because if it was a four-page letter, it would require two sheets of paper. That would have to go to the letter shop. There's an extra sheet of paper front and back that needs to be printed. That needs to be part of the letter shopping of the letter, the folding and stuffing of the envelope. Gives the envelope a little bit more weight, may affect postage. I mean, it didn't, didn't sound like a big deal at the time, one more page, but it actually did. So they wanted me to edit it down to a two-page format. And wow, that wasn't easy to take my brilliant copy and whittle it down to fit two pages. Of course, I did that uh, because that's what the client needed. But it wasn't easy. So, um, you know, I want to give you some tips that have worked for me when I've run into this situation of trying to fit copy I've written into a very restricted space. And by the way, you might think if you don't write direct mail, you don't run into this. That's wrong. You'll run into the same problem if you write ads, which has a, often will have a very limited space. When you write um, especially easing ads, ads in newsletters, sometimes the publishers of these newsletters 
will restrict you for word cap. They'll say it can only be 200 words or or uh, 400 characters and things like that. You can become very restricted in the formats. Um, you can run into this with press releases, with emails, all sorts of projects where the client wants the copy to be less. Uh, I, I still get projects where um, the client wants a brochure done and the brochure has already been laid out and designed somewhat and they've left blocks or areas where the copy goes. And of course the copy has to fit in that block or the designer has to redo it all over again. Okay, so there's lots of situations you'll run into where you have to fit your copy and to solve this copy fitting problem. So let me give you seven tips that will help you with this issue. Tip number one, go through the text, go through your copy that you've written, and highlight every word and every phrase that doesn't absolutely need to be there. You know, look for, um, look for any word that you can potentially cut, any sentence you could potentially cut, even maybe some extraneous information, some facts that may not need to be in that particular bit of copy. You might have highlighted a feature, for example, that maybe you didn't really need to highlight or mention some other information about the product or service you're writing about that in this circumstance, in this ad or this email, doesn't absolutely need to be there. So look for all this stuff and highlight any words, any sentences, any sections that doesn't absolutely need to be there. That doesn't mean you're going to cut them. Because sometimes, you know, you might need some of those words for style, for flavor, for content. You may need some of those words. These are simply suspicious words. So go through and highlight everything and then go back and make a judgment of as to whether to cut that word, phrase, or section. Perhaps reword it, change it around, make it shorter. Now you, you uh, have some areas that you might be able to cut back on. And if you do this simple exercise, you can cut back, in my, uh, my experience, anywhere from 10 to 15% of the length of the copy. So if you're at 200 words and you need to get down to around 180, then this is a good exercise to do that. And you know what? Often doing this makes the copy actually better, makes it sound better, makes it read better, simply because your, your copy is becoming more tighter, more crisp, okay? There's an old saying by Ernest Hemingway. Uh, Ernest Hemingway was writing letters to a friend, and he wrote in one of his letters, if I had more time, I would have written you a shorter letter. And what he meant by that is that I would have edited down and taken out any unnecessary words and phrases and made this a lot tighter and shorter for you so it's more readable and better. So go through that exercise. That exercise alone can get rid of 10-15% of the text. Number two, take a look at your leads. This is particularly important with long-form types of copy like uh, emails, sales pages, content like articles and white papers. Sometimes when we're, when as writers, when we're writing something, we'll, we'll write the introduction or the lead or the opening of our piece, and we'll be a little long-winded, mainly because we as writers are trying to ramp up ourselves. We're trying to kind of get going with the content. So you may ramble on a little bit and create this kind of long-winded opening before you really get into the meat of your copy. Well, take a look at your opening 
Again, your lead, the first paragraph, the first couple of paragraphs, or the first few sentences of whatever you're written. And ask yourself, is it long-winded? Does it need to be that long? Am I explaining too much? Do I need to have uh, an introduction? Can I just cut to the chase? Can I just say this in a sentence or two and then get right to the meat of the copy? Sometimes you can cut down your, the opening of your copy considerably. Because a lot of that serves just as uh, serves as as helping us as writers get into the copy. Um, I remember a journalist many many years ago who used to have to write news newspaper articles in less than a day, so he had to write fast. And often he said he would write as fast as possible, and then he would delete the first paragraph. And he found that if he deleted the first paragraph. The second paragraph worked fine as the new first paragraph, and the piece was tighter and read better. I don't know if that's absolutely true, but <laughs> but the idea is to look at your opening and see if you can make some cuts there or to see if it's even necessary. That'll help you cut down on your copy. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, look at your closing copy. The sentence or paragraph at the end where you're wrapping things up where you're putting in a call to action, where you're summarizing what you've just written. Um, often, you know, especially in content pieces like blog posts and white papers, often writers will, will write a really long summary at the end, a paragraph or two. Does it need to be that long? Does it, do you need to have a summary at all? Can you wrap it up in just a quick sentence? Sometimes you can make a significant cut right there at the end of the piece. So look at your closing paragraph, your closing few sentences, and see if you can wrap things up a lot quicker than you did. That can help considerably in tightening up your copy. So that's tip number three. Tip number four, look at all the areas of your copy where you're explaining something. Okay, whenever we try to explain something as writer, ex explaining how a product or service works, explaining... Uh, the benefits, explaining a procedure or system or steps, things of that nature. It's very easy to get long-winded when we're trying to explain something. Uh, so look at any areas where you're trying to explain something um, and see if you can cut that down and make the explanation simpler, briefer, and to the point. Often you can make a lot of cuts right there. So that's tip number four. Tip number five is actually a tip I do not like. And that is take a look at any stories or examples that you provide in your copy and cut them. Now, the idea here is that when you tell a story or provide an example of how something's going to work or an example of a benefit or feature, is the very nature of doing that requires you to take a few sentences to do that. If you're going to tell a story, it's going to take a few sentences. If you're going to um, provide a scenario or give an example of how something works or an example of how something will a product will benefit a customer, it's going to take a few sentences to do that. So if you cut those out, then you can cut down on your copy considerably. And that can work. You, you, can, you can get rid of an entire paragraph doing that. The problem with this tip is that stories and examples really work well. It adds flavor to copy. 
It takes copy up to the next level of persuasiveness and clarity and engagement. Um, stories and examples uh, just work so well in copy. So when if you're going to use this tip, be very careful how you use it. You don't want to take something out of your copy that really makes it convincing and persuasive and magical. Okay, But if you need to cut and you need to replace a story with maybe just a one-sentence explanation rather than a one-paragraph story, if you need to do that, sometimes you need to do that. And cutting stories and examples, it really does cut back on your copy count quite a bit. So that's tip number five. Tip number six is to do some line editing. By line editing, I mean looking at your grammar and seeing if you can look for ways to make sentences shorter and therefore cut back on the number of words you're using. One thing you can do is look at your adverbs and other modifiers. You know, do you really need those? You know, do you need to say that Acme forklifts significantly improve productivity by up to 50%? Do you need that word significantly in there? Do you, can you take that out and simply have it say, do you need... Uh, have it say, um, Acme forklifts improve productivity, but up to 50%. Cut out the word significantly. Cut out that modifier. And you can shorten the sentence and, frankly, I think make it better. And while I'm at it, you need to say up to 50%. Why not give the exact number? Improves productivity by 48.2% if that number is available. In this case, I suspect it's just an estima uh, estimation and there is no specific number, but... Look, look for those words, those modifiers, and ask yourself if you, if you really need them. Significantly, better, you know, things like that. Also, look at the word that. Look at the word that with suspicion. Uh, do you need that word? <laughs> uh, oftentimes, we'll use the word that, and when you cut the word that out of a sentence... Often, it, the sentence still reads just fine and it makes sense. Uh, what you can do to make this easier is just do a quick search when you're writing in Microsoft Word for the word that, and then see if you can cut those words out without losing the clarity of the sentence. Usually, you don't need that, <laughs> okay? The word that. And, an, and another one in line editing is passive sentences. Uh, look for passive sentences which tend to be long, and turn them into active sentences, which tend to be short. And by the way, active sentences also tend to be better, and it just turns out to be better writing. Let me give you an example. Here is a passive sentence. The case was won due to the convincing evidence. That's a passive sentence. Now here's that same sentence, but I've changed it to an active sentence. Convincing evidence won the case. So you see the difference? The case was, due, was won due to convincing evidence. That's a passive sentence. Convincing evidence won the case. That's an active sentence. The active sentence is not only a, a better sentence, I think it reads better and it has more impact, but it's also half the length of that passive sentence. Okay, so you've, you've said the same thing. You said it better, I think. And it's half the word count of that sentence. So look for passive sentences and see if you can turn those around 
into act uh, into active sentences. And you can do this very easy. I use Microsoft Word. So if you go into Microsoft Word and then you you look under hang on, I'm bringing this up as as I'm saying this in my own Microsoft Word and you go to uh, check spelling and grammar, make sure grammar is checked when you check spelling as well, and you will get um, a listing of all the passive sentences. All the passive sentences will be flagged in your document, and you can go through and see if you can turn those around and make them into active sentences. It'll make your writing much sharper and crisper, and you'll reduce the word count. So hopefully your copy will fit, <laughs> you know, when it didn't fit before. And the final one, and this is a bit of a Hail Mary pass, it doesn't always work, but ask yourself, will a visual communicate the same information? If you're writing some copy, and in the middle of the copy you have a procedure or some steps or something like that that can be communicated better with a visual and rather than so many words, then Maybe maybe there could be a visual created that communicates that idea, and then you don't have to spend a lot of time in the copy explaining it because you have a visual that does that for you. That can be very uh, very difficult. That requires you to coordinate with a designer if you're if you're doing that. Maybe it's the client's designer. Maybe you know you have to go back and look at the layout. So it this this doesn't always work, but it has worked for me a few times where I've where I've been writing something, it's become a bit long-winded, I'm worried about the copy fitting, and there's a section that could, could, could be communicated better with a visual, and I went back to the designer and talked to him or her about it, and they created a visual that worked well, and I was able to shorten the copy considerably. So that's an idea as well. So just to summarize these seven ideas for helping solve the copy fitting problem, you want to go through your text and highlight all the words, phrases, and sections and ask that, 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 that doesn't absolutely need to be there. See if you can cut those. You need to look at your lead, your opening uh, of, of your copy, and see if you can make that shorter and tighter. You need to look at your closing, the end of your copy, those, first few, those last few sentences or paragraphs. See if you can tighten those up, wrap things up a lot quicker. You need to look at your explanations, how you explain things, and see if they're long-winded and if you can tighten those up a little bit. Look at stories and examples, and if, if you absolutely need to take one of those out, take it out. Um, editing, you need to edit for, uh, you know, look at your modifiers. Do they need to be there? Uh, you know, look at the word that, see if you can cut some of those words out. Passive sentences, turn them into active sentences, because active sentences are... Uh, usually uh, fewer words and turns out to be a better sentence anyway. And maybe think about a visual rather than a lot of words to explain something or show something or present a concept. So those are some strategies for fitting your copy in a restricted space. And they've worked for me. It's not the perfect solution, but as copywriters, that's what we do. We work with what we've got. We work with the canvas that we're given and we make things work. That's what being a copywriter is all about. So that's it for this week's podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And just as a reminder, you can download previous episodes of the B2B Writing Success Podcast on iTunes or by simply going to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You can find all the past episodes there, plus uh, a mountain of great information to help you with your B2B writing or copywriting business. So until next week, 
I'm Steve Slomwhite, and have a great week with your business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.